All right, it's the Keefe to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees sweep the Blue Jays. They win all three games in Buffalo against the Blue Jays, a team they had been 3-6 and six against this season before this week. They're now 6-6 six and six against them this season. They're now four games over 500 on the season, and with the Rays losing their last three games, the Yankees have made up three games of ground over the Rays in the last three days. So that's great, even though the division is still a long shot. It's nearly impossible. Right now, the focus needs to be on getting into one of the two wildcard berths and then worrying about the division after that. But a good week in Buffalo against the Blue Jays, a team that's been struggling of late, a team that's bullpen has crumbled on them and has gotten mediocre starting pitching despite uh, a pretty much all-world offense, uh, especially the top of that lineup, which has been outstanding, led by Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who is clearly the favorite to win the American League MVP, and he's been the best hitter in all of baseball this season. Uh, but the Yankees are fortunate not to have swept, but to actually have won any of the three games against the Blue Jays and Buffalo, because we could easily be talking right now about how the Yankees were swept. Not the ones doing the sweeping, but the ones being swept. They won 6-5 to five on Tuesday, they won 3-2 to two on Wednesday, they won 8-4 to four on Thursday, and they had a chance to lose all those games. In the first game of the series, Jordan Montgomery put them in an early hole in the first inning. The Yankees trailed by three runs, entering the sixth, uh, before having a rally to come back and win that game. And the second game started by Garrett Cole. Uh, the Cole start meant that Kyle Gashioka started. The Yankees offense couldn't get anything going. Cole gave up another pair of solo home runs. The Yankees trailed 2-1 to one in the seventh. Boone went to Sanchez off the bench for Gashioka, and Sanchez hit a two-run home run. That would be the difference in the game. Uh, so the Yankees win that one, even with Aroldis Chapman coming in in the ninth and allowing uh, second and third with no outs to begin the ninth, and somehow getting out of it. And then in the series finale, the Yankees, in the first inning, Michael King has second and third no outs and gets out of the inning on the most ridiculous, unexpected triple play in the history of baseball. Had nothing to do with the Yankees defensively, even though Sanchez made a, a great play on, on the rundown between third and home. Uh, but it all it had to do with Bo Bichette and Marcus Simeon not knowing how to run the bases, which led to the Yankees getting out of that inning, which led to the Blue Jays not blowing the game open in the first inning. And the Yankees eventually won that game, uh, a game that Aaron Boone gave away in the late innings, and the Yankees had to come back and win. So a combination of bad starting pitching, bad lineups, inexplicable bullpen decisions, Put the Yankees in a spot where they could have lost all three games. Could have. Very close to. Two one-run wins. And in the third game, they won by four runs, but all those runs were scored late. After they trailed the John Carlos Stanton home run to put them ahead, and then they tacked on from there. So a very scary week. Thankfully, it went the right way for the Yankees, as they're now 36-32 and 32 on the season through 68 games. And when you look at this week against them, yes, the offense was there. 17 runs across the three games. But again, it's in Buffalo where every team scores runs. Everyone's hitting in Buffalo. Same story last year, same story this year. That's just how it is there. This weekend, though, the Yankees will see the A's, a team that's outstanding. They started the season 1-7. They're 42-20 and 20 since. They're in first place in the AL West, best team in the American League. And the Yankees will get them this weekend. They won't have Garrett Cole pitching in the series. Thankfully, they won't have Michael King, so maybe that cancels each other out. But they will have Jameson Tyone, they will have scumbag Domingo Herman, and they will have Jordan Montgomery. And on Friday night, they'll face uh, old friend James Caprillion, who the Yankees drafted in the first round of 2015. They used him as part of the uh, 
steal to get Sonny Gray in 2017, him, Jorge Mateo, and Dustin Fowler. Then they, you know, ruined Gray for a couple of years, sent him away to the Reds for Shed Long. They used Shed Long to trade to the Mariners to get Josh Stowers. And then they used Stowers in the trade to get Rugnet Odor. So they essentially turned James Caprellian into Sonny Gray into Rugnet Odor. And Rugnet Odor is hitting 195, 267, 376 as a Yankee. And the Rangers are paying him $27 million to not play for them. A last place team doesn't want him, but the Yankees certainly did and do. And they continue to play him. And now with Glaber Torres potentially being out after he left Thursday's game early with an injury, you're going to see a lot of Rugnet Odor again. He had sort of been placed in a reserve role, which still isn't good. Just him being on the team, what it represents for the Yankees pretending to be poor and for the Yankees uh, caring about the fake salary cap and the luxury tax threshold. Rugnet Odor represents all of those bad things. But of late, yeah, he had been sort of in a bench role. And and now he's going to be back into a starting role. And you'll probably see him hit fucking third or fourth or fifth against James Caprelli on a Friday night against the A's. And, and the Yankees' week against the Blue Jays was great. Three wins, made up three games against the Rays. Offense was there, had some you know late-game comebacks. But this is a big test this weekend. The A's are a real test. They are a litmus test to see how good the Yankees truly are because they can hit, they can field, their pitching's great. They don't have any fucking idiots running into triple plays on the bases. The Yankees will need to be at their best this weekend to beat the A's. And the A's always play the Yankees tough in the regular season, especially in Oakland. So thankfully, they're not there this weekend because the Yankees need wins. They need a lot of them more than ever. And to have to face the A's right now isn't ideal. Uh, that's, that's who they've got. And they've got them at a bad time because the A's have won six straight. They've won eight of nine. And like I said, 42 and 20 since their one and seven start. Um, a big thing, though, after this weekend will be on Tuesday when the Yankees play the Royals. That's Garrett Cole's next scheduled start. It comes after a day off. And in that game, you can't defend starting Kyle Gashioka anymore if you're in Boone. The personal catcher idea was fucking dumb to begin with. It never made any sense. Kyle Gashioka has nothing to do with Garrett Cole being great at pitching. If he did, how was he so great in Houston? He wasn't there catching him there. And if you look at the two catchers, Sanchez and Higashioka, because for a while it was Higashioka getting the majority of the time because his offense. Well, in Higashioka's last 65 plate appearances since April 28th, he's hitting 136 with a 215 on base, a 220 slugging, two doubles, one home run, and three RBIs. In the same amount of plate appearances, essentially 65 to 63, so two less for, for Sanchez. Sanchez has a 785 OPS on the season, but in those 63 plate appearances since May 27th, He's hitting 333, a 397 on base, a 667 slugging, OPS over 1,000, four doubles, five home runs, 11 RBIs. So you can't cite offense anymore, Boone. And when Sanchez had to come in and save the game on Wednesday for Agashioka, he had to catch Cole for the first time since opening day. And Sanchez, as the catcher for Cole, six up, six down in the seventh and eighth innings, 25 pitches, 19 strikes, and they held on to a one-run lead. Perfect two innings. So you can't use the defense as a reason either. Kyle Gashioka should be playing very limitedly right now. Day game after night game, Sanchez caught fine. He can't catch every game. But Sanchez is looking like his old self for the first time in a long time. The Yankees are winning. 
They've won three straight. They ended up going five and three on an, on a road trip, which I, five and three wasn't good enough. But it, where they were a few days ago, what it could have been is great. Now is not the time to be fucking playing favorites. And I know that Boone loves Higashioka. Doesn't like Sanchez. We know that. Just like he doesn't like Frazier. He has his favorites and so be it. But this is not the time for that. This isn't fucking Little League. This is time to win games. Time to make up ground. Time to get back in the postseason picture. Time to not. Time to stop being the fucking joke that you are, Boone. And if Sanchez doesn't start on Tuesday, I don't know what answer he could possibly give. That would make any sense. And the media will be on him and everybody will be on him. Because that has to end. It should have never started. Boone let it start. He let it get to this point. It's his job to end it. No more Higashioka catching Cole. Unless he's pitching a Saturday 1 o'clock game and and Sanchez caught the Friday 7 o'clock game. That's it. That's it. Michael King is still a problem. Jamison Tyone is a problem. 40% of the rotation is a problem. When Scumbag Domingo Herman sucks like he did his last start, that's a problem. But Michael King and Jamison Tyone pitching back-to-back sort of prevents the Yankees from ever getting on any sort of roll because they probably should have lost Thursday's game with how bad King was, especially in the first inning. He can't start. He can't open. He got out of it from a fucking triple play. It's time to end it with King. You want to keep him in the bullpen as a long man or reliever, whatever. He can't start games. You've pissed away April and May and the beginning of June. You can't piss away anything more. You can't afford to go every five days and and, and just pray that the guy f- figures it out. He's not going to. He couldn't start an open last year. He's been horrible at it this year. That's He's just not that. He can't do it. Davey Garcia could do it. He proved it. He had six career starts last year, and some of them he was outstanding, especially against the Blue Jays team that he could have been starting against a Thursday night. It's time to call Davey up. It's time to stop fucking around with Michael King. Because on Jamison Tyon on Friday against the A's, that has disaster written all over it. Because he's been horrible too. And you couldn't have a better matchup between Caprillion and Tyone on Friday night at the stadium to sum up Brian Cashman's tenure as GM. He doesn't know how to trade for starting pitching. He doesn't know which starting pitchers to trade away. And so now you have the Yankees' former first-round pick who's beat outstanding, 251 ERA for the first place in the AL uh, A's and Tyone, who's been awful as a Yankee, and another controllable starting pitcher, Cashman traded for, who sucks as a Yankee, and another guy he traded away who's done well somewhere else, just like Justice Sheffield. That's Caprillion. Caprillion, Justice Sheffield, you know, years ago, Ted Lilly, and a billion other guys in between. The Yankees, right now, if their offense is back, if it's truly here to stay, which I don't know if it is, we'll find out this weekend because it's not in Buffalo. It's not the Blue Jays' staff. It's the A's here in New York and the A's staff, the best team in the American League. We'll find out if the offense is really here or if they're going to go run away and hide again. But if they're not, they can't compensate for King and Tyone two out of every five days. They can't be expected to score six, seven, eight runs every single time these two guys pitch. But that's what you have to do because they don't give you length. They give up a lot of runs. They put a lot of guys on base. And they're just bad. And the Luis Severino injury news probably pushes him back another month. So you're not going to see him till August. You can't run these fucking two guys out there another two months. Something has to change. Something new has to be done. And lastly, the Yankees designated Mike Ford recently for assignment. Now he's a Ray. They made a trade with the Rays, a surprising trade, especially mid-season, for the Yankees to trade forward for cash considerations and a player to be named later. The Rays have no fucking money. 
So for them to be giving the Yankees cash, the richest team in baseball, they're giving them cash for fucking Mike Ford, that should sound the alarm that you fucked up. Because if the Rays want a guy, they rarely ever get someone who doesn't work out. Their player evaluation is nearly perfect. Because they have to be. They have to be. When they're competing in a division with the Yankees and the Red Sox and Toronto, they need to be nearly perfect. And they pretty much are. So it's not going to surprise me when Mike Ford's batting third and fourth and fifth for the Rays here in the coming weeks and helping them win games and probably beating the Yankees in the process. That's a, that's a bad move. There's no way this doesn't backfire on the Yankees. No way. I always talk about the ex-Yankees and how they always do well against them, whether it's Avaldi or Pierce or Nunez or when Russell Martin was hitting big home runs against them for the Blue Jays. Anyone. Any ex-Yankee plays the Yankees, they're outstanding against them. All of them. Starting pitchers, position players, anyone. Mike Ford will hit big home runs to fuck the Yankees. You can guarantee that. The Rays giving the Yankees cash for one of their players. That tells you all you need to know. And I liked Mike Ford. He he kind of got, you know, screwed around here last year and this year because the roster construction was so bad and the roster management was so bad and Aaron Boone is so bad at his job and Cashman hasn't been great at his job lately. But he still has a lot of power as a left-handed bat. He's solid at first base and he always puts together a competitive bat. It's tough to get him out. His at-bats are always six, seven pitches, even if he eventually makes an out. He knows he knows the strike zone. He has great plate discipline. I'll miss him. He, he, was, he was a good bench guy to have. But the Yankees would rather have Rugnet Odor. So I'll miss Ford. I'll miss his big left-handed swing. I'll miss him you know, doing the one foot out between every single pitch and adjusting his batting gloves. He's a, he's a good guy to have on the team, an easy guy to root for. He wasn't ever used in the best situations because Boone never puts his players in the best possible positions to succeed. But now he's a Ray, and they know what they're doing and won't surprise me to see him take off. So Yankees A's this weekend at the stadium, a big three games before an off day on Monday. Big three games. Yankees on a three-game winning streak. A's on a six-game. Something has to give on Friday night. Former Yankee James Caprillion against current Yankee Jamison Tyone. Just summing up Brian Cashman's tenure as Yankees GM uh, with that starting pitching matchup. So Yankees A's begins on Friday night at the stadium. That'll do it for today. I'll be back after Friday's game. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.